Story Guys, the podcast. It's It's a fake game show. That's right. Real stories. Real stories. Fake points. That's right. I'm Murdoch. I'm Brian. Uh, We just got done eating a lot of free chicken, which is my favorite type of chicken. If If you're playing along at home on things that I love. Chicken is up there. That's right. Chicken that you don't pay for. Free hot chicken. Trumps everyone. So Murdoch texts me. He's like, hey, man, I'm coming to record, and I've got a bunch of free chicken. And I was like, do tell, because yeah. that sounds like the kind of story that I want to be involved in. Right, right. So I was I was late for lunch. I went and got a haircut, and I was like, I'm going to go to this place I really love to go to. And I, I went in, and I, I grabbed lunch. I, I went ordered, and I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom, like Pulp Fiction. I'll come back. Food will be ready. Exactly it was. However... It's never happened before where my order was wrong. So my side wasn't there, and there was just a whole bunch of pickles, <laughs> and which are good. The pickles are excellent. And so I, I saw somebody, and I said, hey, the, I was supposed to get this, this side, you know, this broccoli and cheese, bacon, salad. It's like, oh, yeah. And I looked, and I was like, well, the sauce isn't here for this hot chicken. And then all of a sudden, my real order comes, so now I have six gigantic pieces of hot chicken, <laughs> an order of french fries, a broccoli bacon cheese salad, two big containers of pickles, two big containers <laughs> of ranch dressing, and a cheer wine. Uh, this is the best kind of problem to have. So I looked, he's like, now you've got two. <laughs> and, I, and I said, I can't, man, I can't do, I can't do two and he goes, oh, do you want to box it up? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> How fat do you think I am? I mean, it's so, it was so odd because he said, are you here alone? <laughs> he did ask that. He asked if I was there alone. And he was like, yes, I'm a sad man eating lunch at almost 2 p.m. by myself. Oh, man. So uh, we just, yes. Yeah, that so, guy's the unofficial hero of the show today. He yeah. wins. He gets all the points. And it was so good. We didn't have to heat it up. We were like, well, it's microwave. It's like, nah, man. This chicken, it's cold. It's so, delicious. I mean, that story says a lot about that establishment, which will remain nameless, but I do know where you were. And it's a local establishment in which I will say the customer service is unbelievably good every time I'm in there. Like, yeah. I've actually tweeted about this before, that like I go in there and they make me feel like I'm doing them a favor. Like, uh, f- with dietary restrictions. Like, you know how you used to go in and you'd have a dietary restriction at yeah. certain restaurants? You still do. Like, you go to an Applebee's, you're like, hey man, leave the uh, extra slab of fat off of my steak and the, right. the road dries. <laughs> but like, you go to this place and you're like, hey, vegan, gluten-free. And they're like, oh, can I... Like, I had an actual encounter with a woman at the front a uh, younger girl who like immediately turned into the most helpful, knowledgeable person when I tried to order gluten free and dairy free. I so know her. You do? Yeah. You I, know who I'm talking I about? Know, yeah. You don't. Yeah. There's no doubt. I totally know her. And so she's she's friends my wife and I, and 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 she actually lives in the neighborhood. And she she was she had never been over our house. She's the best. Tell her she's the best. She, yeah, I, I will. And and I'm going to tell this story about her which is really about me because this is about me, of course, right? Because we have a podcast. So she comes over to the house and uh, we're hanging out or whatever and, and, and she'd never been over to the house and I'm, I'm in another room and I hear a laughter and so I know that something, you know, is happening. Then she leaves and my wife says, hey, uh, she had a really interesting description for you. And I was Uh-oh. like, what? She That's said, never good. She said, you look like a dime store Morrissey. <laughs> And I'm always like, you know, can kind of laugh it up, but like, I couldn't really tell if if that hurt or how embarrassed I was or like, did I need to go I look mean, at my hair? People think Morrissey's hot, right? Not like, anymore. He's like, he's like, 
Would she, would she say you look like a dive store current Morrissey right. or like Morrissey in his heyday Morrissey? Uh, current Morrissey, if I may say, and I, this is going to sound a little judgmental, fat and racist. There we go. <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> I will say that if you don't know much about Morrissey, uh, this will mean nothing to you. But if you do, I highly recommend everyone see, I think it's the second Ant-Man, the Ant-Man and the Wasp, just for the Morrissey joke. There's a, have you seen this movie? I didn't see the second movie. There's, okay, in the second movie, Michael Pena, remember how he goes through these, basic, like there's this reoccurring gag in the movie where he's telling a story and he tells it really fast? Oh, no, I don't know, man. Anyway, he, tell, he tells a story at yeah. one point in that movie, and... Uh, he makes a random reference to how people in his culture, you know, he's clearly Hispanic, and around his house and his family, they all love Morrissey. Yeah, that's right. But he that's makes this thing. passing reference to it that, like, if you don't know anything about Morrissey or the Smiths, like, you wouldn't even catch it. You'd be like, I have no idea what just happened. You would throw it away. It would be useless knowledge. And for the five Morrissey fans in the audience, it is yeah. the funniest thing. Yeah, true story about Morrissey. Last tour did not sell very well. And at the merch stand, because I saw the photographs to prove it, he had autograph records of, with him, you know, that he had signed. And they were $200. Yes. And next to them, same rack up above, were Iggy, Iggy and the Stooges, the Velvet Underground, and Blondie, and some other acts. And they were autographed by Morrissey. <laughs> and they were $300. <laughs> Because cause these are the records you actually want to listen to, Morrissey, so they cost more. Morrissey loves the Stooges. Uh, it's the the best version of that story that I've ever... That's really good. The that's only so thing I, The only thing I've ever heard that tops that is... Uh, and I've never told my Brett Michaels story on this podcast, which may need to happen at some point, but I had another friend, uh, a somewhat mutual friend of ours, Danielle, who had an encounter with Brett Michaels that is one of the craziest things I've ever heard, where she went to a Brett Michaels concert... And he had a road guy who would come out, because this is apparently how the economics of Brett Michaels works now. He would sing a song, and then the road guy would come out and auction things off off the stage for cash. So he'd be like, you want this bandana? And like this guy would come out and like be his hype man, but instead of like throwing beats, he would like throw the bandana up in the air and be like, $200. And then he would like take cash from the audience and hand stuff over. That's the thing? So I I had never heard of this before, but she swears by it. And and this was in the last couple of years. And she said that it got so bad. Like it was so weird and awkward that he kept taking the, and at one point he picked up the mic stand, which belonged to the venue. Yes. And he tried to sell the mic stand and the venue guys came out, were like pulling the mic stand away. And all the whole time, Brett Michaels was standing on the back of the stage watching this happened. It's the most bizarre fall from grace thing. Don't I've need ever nothing heard. but a college fund. <laughs> That's so terrible. Oh, wait, I have to. But ba- you, I've got Overstock.com for that. He's I, got a line of stuff on Overstock.com. What is it? Housewares? Hey, he had, hey, man. He's a businessman. Insulin. <laughs> He's diabetic. Do I know you, that. Do you think that Jay Z, when he said that, thought it would one day apply to Brett Michaels? I, I don't know. I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. <laughs> I also like how Jay Z is also talking. Basically, in that rhyme, is teaching how to use a comma, yeah. which is so yeah. fun. I hope that you enjoyed the look on my face from like Jay Z saying something, man. Like I had no idea what was happening. You know that you it's, know that quote, right? Sorta. Yeah, I mean it's a Damn. yeah, it's a thing that it's in a song I think where he says like I'm not a I'm not a businessman. I'm a business comma man. <laughs> like you get it? Like he okay. Yeah, anyway, I got it. 
you know. Oh, hey, hey, I want to Let's go all eat grandma for breakfast. Super fast, back to Morrissey, and then we'll get out of Morrissey because we got to do this. So I, I recently, you know, you, you run back into somebody like you haven't talked to in 20 years on Facebook. Yeah. And I, I got to reconnect with somebody just by accident because someone posted a Morrissey video and then they tagged her in it. And I was like, oh my gosh, where, where has she been? And we started talking and I realized... I had her confused with someone else because when I was 18, we did a road trip to the Grand Ole Opry to see Morrissey in Nashville, and I confused her with someone else because first song starts, someone with us, like around with us, jumped on stage, rips Morrissey's shirt off, and gone. Like, security, (laughs) gone. Didn't get to go back, and it was her. What? Yeah. It's just she like became known for that, like for me and the chick that ripped off Morrissey's shirt. I just thought it was someone. So people are now like twenty years later are tagging her on Facebook. No, 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 because everyone does. Everyone rips off Morrissey's shirt. Man, <laughs> you haven't seen Morrissey, dude. I'm outing you on the not seeing Morrissey. That's what happened. See, now that doesn't happen because it's like Neil Diamond. Like that's what I considered. But Morrissey back in the now. day, people just ripped his shirt off. Yeah, you ran on Man, stage. We, and you, and- we started this conversation with you being offended as being compared to Dime Morrissey. Dime Morrissey. <laughs> It sounds like they're going to, you know, at least tear a little bit of your shirt if you're Dime Store Mercy. <laughs> Maybe not take it all the way off. I'd like to drop my trousers to the queen. I don't know. <laughs> all of those things sound weird, saying I'm Dime Store that guy. And I used to love the Smiths. So, answer me this. Yeah. It's Symmetry Gates, right? <laughs> symmetry Gates. Is it Cemetery Gates? Is it Symmetry Gates? Symmetry. The song. It, but it's spelled like cemetery, right? Right, which is what we do. I heard someone say Kiev today instead of Kiev. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> what what, what is that word? We say, we say cemetery. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's a cemetery. Like, I thought it was like a play on... Anyway, sorry, this is getting way too in the weeds. That's really meant for our other podcast, Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories. Right. We can, which, it now has its own feed on iTunes. It Check does. that out if you want to uh, get deep on the rock and roll stuff. We promise uh, there's no Morrissey episode yet, but there probably should be. I'm sure there's some stuff we can dig up on Morrissey. I'm gathering there there should be. But, Story Guys, very different. Yeah, Story Guys is... Yeah, it's where we tell stories. And honestly, usually we pick a story starter from a song. Uh, I don't think we need to do that today because we just had delicious uh, pre-dinner, as I'm going to call what just happened here. Yeah, I felt really guilty. I was like, I came in here and busted up and basically fed you dinner and like your family hasn't eaten yet. Ah, that's all good, man. They don't care. Uh, so, so let's do... What do we do? So, chicken? Food. Let's do food. I, I, I specifically would like to say bad food. Do you have a bad food story? I have something from food that... that Something bad happened from food. <laughs> All right, proceed, sir. You have the floor. What? The, I the speaker first. from Tennessee has the floor. <laughs> I go. You're on a winning the, streak, man. You're kicking the, my butt. The representative from Tennessee has the floor. This I'm is just a- thinking of that Green Day song where he does that. <clears throat> yes, this is embarrassing. Now I got to go. Okay. Um. So, my favorite food. I'm probably still eight. Because my favorite food is still pizza. I, you know, if we took a straw poll of the audience, I think it would come back 60% pizza. Yeah, it's like, who says, like, you know, I like Mugu Gai Pan. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, let, let's face it. And there's the, pe- and there's the people that are like, you know, we're, me and my wife are really foodies. It's like, yeah, well, would you turn down a tombstone at 1 o'clock in the morning no, if you're hungry? you would not. You would not. So, when I was a kid... Uh, there was a guy, and he is, a, is like a little general store kind of thing. There's in my hometown. Oh, my gosh, hometown. We're doing hometown. I didn't know I'd go here. But they had frozen pizzas that they would make there. 
So uh-huh. they had like uh-huh. a little thing. They would have the yeah. you know and and the cheese, and then it would come home, and then I would eat them frozen. True. Oh my god! Like you wouldn't warm them up. As a kid, yeah, I ate frozen pizzas frozen. Apparently. We've talked about this. Okay, that's how. Okay, you yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Okay, so that's my first encounter. This is what with we were the talking food. about when you were just we were just talking about you being weird. And you're like, yeah, listen to this. <laughs> yeah, that's just strange. So, so eventually, but like, that's wh- how much you love pizza. Let's just right. let's use that to point out yeah, yeah. the love runs deep. So, and so uh, eventually, once I got mobile and got out of that household, <laughs> there was. For some reason, I, I want it, to break free. Yes, someone would bake me yeah, a pizza yeah, pie. Yeah, in a in a dry county, which you understand what that is. That's sure. where you have a county that doesn't have liquor by the drink. We had a I thought pizza, it was they didn't have a river. We had a Pizza Hut, but you could get beer there. That's right. a, that's how Pizza Hut stays in business. I, <laughs> One of those towns in the dry county. I don't understand, but there was a jukebox, and you would go in and play the jukebox. And they had like we had Midnight Star, no parking on the dance floor, and all this like eighties R and B. And I would go there and, and eat pizza with my friends. And all I ever wanted to do, I, like I had such a limited scope of life, it's like I really want to have a girlfriend I can take to Pizza Hut. <laughs> It really was it. Okay, since you're going to say this, I'm going to admit something that I'm so embarrassed to admit. When I was in college, I've already made a crack on Applebee's on this podcast, but that's only because when I was in college, I remember having that exact same thought and being like, I just want to find a girl I can take to Applebee's. (laughs) And now my wife and I are a bit foodies and we call Applebee's Crapplebee's. So how the tables turn, right? (laughs) Yeah, but um, you know, if I'm stuck and I have the option, I'll eat Pizza Hut above all these things. Dude, I like... I. Still sign off on the meat lovers. Maybe that's nostalgia, but it's um, it, it does a trick. It's also light in calories. So, <laughs> so I love pizza. So I go to college. Oh man! Like there was a I, I, we talked about it earlier. There was a, a place like delivery place when I was in college called Salvador De- Deli, <laughs> and they delivered pizzas. Oh, you can, stop! You can, stop yes, for that, yes. Salvador Deli. Please, someone else. Get, okay, this is what I need. Assignment for listeners: I need at least ten of famous painters slash restaurant names. So, like Leonardo does something. I mean, I, I, I Claude Bonnet. I, I, Claude Bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> I just want. I just we want, are the story guys at gmail.com. I will not rest until someone submits at least ten of those. I, I also just want to have like someone that used to live in Knoxville, Tennessee, that knows what Salvador Deli is. Salvador Deli makes me so happy. Was everything just like weirdly hanging off the walls? No, 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 no. And it was in the basement of a place where these guys they had a bar, and it was called the Living Room. And we ended up having bands in there, and it was super cool. And then they had. The Salvador Deli was the thing they had below it or whatever. So that's that's what it was. But I had friends that worked there. They delivered food and everything. So it was it was super neat. Can I tell a really quick weird yeah. story about Salvador Dali? I guess for real since we're here. Like yeah. I don't know when else we're gonna get to yeah. Salvador Dali. Yeah, sure. Uh, ever on this podcast. <laughs> so we went to Disney recently, my family and I. And as we were checking into the resort on Disney property, they you know everything is all like these different eras of Disney. Um, and they find different ways to incorporate these things. And did you know that Walt Disney and Salvador Dali made a film together? No. And it's the trippiest thing I've ever seen. And it was playing on loop in this lobby, and my kids were looking at it like, what the heck is this, and why are we watching it? But it is kind of what you think. It's more Salvador Dali than it is Disney. It's a lot of like, it's an animated version of like what his paintings look like. Strange stuff. And it's really strange and weird. But yeah, you got to check it out. It's super cool. It's called Destino. 
uh, and it came out like they released it finally like in 2003, but they made, I mean, he died like in 89. So, so it's they older. made it, but they, well, yeah, I mean, just by virtue of it involving him, because he was born in early 1900s, 1904, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. And so he was, he died in his 80s, but this somehow got shelved or something, and they finally released it in 03. So it's been in public for however long. But now they showed at Disney Resorts. Anyway, yeah. back to the place I really want to be, which is Salvador Deli. Is, does it still exist? Nah, man. Nah. 90s. It's done. Uh, <laughs> What was interesting about those guys, they had the bar, a bar that was upstairs. Uh, it was called the living room. And eventually they acquired that space downstairs where Salvador Deli was. And I remember they had like a clothing business and, and either upstairs or downstairs. They sold like wakeboarding gear, like sport gear. They were very diversified is what you're saying. Yeah. And then they started <laughs> what they started doing, you know, like how like people, kids in college, they sell plasma and you know, whatever they can do to make money. They bought Levi's. <laughs> So they bought Levi's for like ten dollars and resold. And just resold them, them for twenty. Yeah. yeah, they like yeah. Pretty good profit. So anyway, so that's that's when I was in college, and then I made a pit stop to Nashville, and I moved to New York. And uh, I mean, talk about a guy who's the favorite, land of milk and pizza. The oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, I I did the uh. tour of. Every place to go, like the birthplace of pizza, like on Lombardi Street, I did everything. I, you know, I, I, I would go. I would eat and go and eat pizza by myself. I'd go. Was get there an like entire- a quest happening? Were you determined to try everyone and with a certain radius? Were you looking for the best pizza in New York, or was it just a real? I love pizza. I need to eat several times a day. Yeah. So, so for like work, I would just go out and eat pizza. And so I got there and I just started eating. Pizza. Fairly cost effective, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't that much, and you just get a, you know, get a, you know, paper plate and a bunch of grease and a bunch of stuff on it, and you fold it up like a person, and don't like use a fork and a knife like anybody else that's a moron, uh, and yeah, and so I would totally, that's what I would do, but then on the weekends I would search out the places. So I would go because I wanted to see like the really famous or original places or the places that were really good. So they'd be like the really old turn of the century places that still existed or the really like fantastic ones that were brand new that were like the really hip ones that you'd read about that were, you know, they're putting figs on pizza, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. You know, that was like a thing that was new. (laughs) Now that's like pretty passe at this point. So after about six months, this turned out to be not the best dietary idea. <laughs> and I really mean that I I didn't I mean literally like, like, I, I found out no hang on this now that gets worse. I found out that there was a block away from my apartment in Brooklyn, there was a restaurant called Nino's, and sadly it's not there anymore. And it was lovely. You would sit down like you and I are facing each other and there'd be a window we could look out, and over here you'd think it was a window. It's like, no, it was a mirror, so I could look to the left of you and see who is walking down the street behind me and you could do the same. It was this full-on, like, out-of-central-casting <laughs> Italian mobster neighborhood. It was terrific. And they had the best food. And so they had great sandwiches and they called the the big, thick ones. They're like, I want a square slice. You know, that's that oh, right on. what that would be. So I would do that on the weekends. I would just get stuff delivered to the house. Like, you know, if I wasn't going out all the time, I would just have pizza delivered to the house. So, yeah. Um... So things start to get bad, um, <laughs> noticeably. Um, I love how you're dancing around what you're trying to tell us. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Mean, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's why I'm, I'm I'm trying to dance around it. So, so what you're saying is, 
you needed to consult an expert so, on so how to take care of yourself. I was so embarrassed and humiliated once I realized I had just been basically eating pizza for like six months. <laughs> I was so humiliated that I was going to have to walk into a doctor's office and be like, and be like I have... I'm lactose intolerant or something, and I've been eating pizza for 17 years. What do I do? I'm an idiot. So, as as a still young and impressionable young man, I, I do what anybody would do. I call my mom. And I tell I tell my mom. Mom, here's the sitch. So, yeah. You know, and so you all, can, all those things you taught me about <laughs> how to take care of myself, I yeah. disregarded them. All. So, so, with the accent, if you could only imagine my mom saying, "So you're really constipated." <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's right, Carol. So, so, so Mark called Carol uh, in front of me a week ago, and I could hear her on the phone, and it was the greatest three minute conversation I've ever overheard. Yeah, she's lovely, and, and I don't even know what she was saying. Yeah. It was just the the yeah. the. Timber of everything. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, if it wasn't for her, none of this would be possible. <laughs> it's true. So Thanks, Carol. It, it's true. So instead of the normal advice, which would be, well, here's over-the-counter, go to the doctor, I get a left turn <laughs> at Albuquerque, <laughs> and unbeknownst to me, sent to me, in the mail, pretty oh, fast. Oh no! Pretty fast is a prescription bottle. Oh my god! That comes from a guy who graduated with my dad, class of twelve. <laughs> there was twelve people in his in his class, and I can and I can one hundred percent out uh, Don Wright, who is a wonderful wonderful guy. He's a great guy. He's a pharmacist in my hometown. Uh, very small, right? And uh, apparently his nickname was Frog. I didn't know that until I was much older. I was like, why? I don't know. Go figure. So um, Mr. Wright had a prescription bottle that he sent me that, you know, clearly it didn't have like a prescription label on it. Like it wasn't legitimately <laughs> like here is Zithromax or penicillin. It was just a sort of blank thing on it. But then with a typewriter, because this is a long time ago, <laughs> it had on it, it said... It had someone's name, and I think it was like maybe it's Don because it's his first name. It said Don's Pile Ointment. What? Yes. <laughs> so, in addition to being humiliated about everything that I have done, is this like the that, medical equivalent of moonshine? Like what? What was on your counter at that point? <clears throat> well, I didn't go blind. So, so I, in addition to all of this of being completely humiliated. Now I have this thing that I now have this topical ointment that has no real like directions. You know, it's nothing. It's just strange. Like, where are you supposed to put it without well, being graphic? Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm supposed to put it in my ears. <laughs> like, this makes me feel less stupid about eating pizza for six months. Where do I put it? Thanks, Brian. Where do you put it? <laughs> uh, did, should I even tell a story? Because this is the greatest story I've ever heard. Should we just call it good? Because I don't see how I'm even gonna get in the ring on uh, this, this one. This is what's fun is we tell stories. Like I mean, I we I just winged it. <laughs> so so are you are you? I mean, I guess you're okay now, right? 
they exactly come to a resolution on this story? Did it work? Yesterday. Did the pile ointment work? Yesterday, I had pizza three times in a row. <laughs> so you haven't learned anything. That's what I, you're saying. I have learned nothing <laughs> to get rid of this compulsion that I have towards hey man, pizza. You don't have to stop eating pizza. You got you got pile ointment. <laughs> Back order. It's long gone. But yeah, absolutely. I get it. I'm like, there's a new pizza place, right? It's National Pizza Week this week. I said it out loud and I was like, no one else cares. <laughs> it's because that's a made up holiday to justify <laughs> eating pizza three times in a day. Congratulations. So, so it's it's a made up by Big Pharma so they can make sure to sell that to keep the highway moving. Hashtag pile ointment. That's yes. the that's the <laughs> That's, that's, that's the hashtag of the of the episode. Yeah. Um, so my story, theme. my story is is not that good. Uh, but keeping the theme of of food that takes revenge on you, um, man. When we first got married, you know, there is like this interesting thing, and we got married young. There's an interesting thing when you get married because you start to eat together more. Like when you're dating, you eat together, but then it becomes like. Not just a thing you do for fun. Yeah, it becomes an orchestrated part of the internal workings of a household, right? It's like, when are we going to eat? How much are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? Oh, you have to pay for that food. All this stuff, right? Yeah. So we had gotten into a, we were going to a a lovely uh, uh, community church at the time who a handful of the people there had decided that they would create a meal swap where you would basically like take a recipe and cut it into portions like you'd make a whole bunch of it and you cut it into portions put it in a plastic bag say throw this in your freezer and then you'd all come to church with the coolers and you just trade i mean this sounds very like amish or mennonite but like it was pretty legit yeah especially when we first like we had no money like most people when you first get married especially when you get married young we had zero money i took a job working for twenty three thousand dollars a year yeah and i thought i had won the lottery yeah um and so uh Anyway, it was really nice to have food, right? So we were like planning out meals and figuring out how to do all this. And we were getting all these other, we were getting recipes from other people. And at one point, I think maybe even before we got married, my mother, and I still have it, cases falling apart. My mother had given me a bunch of like recipes that we'd had as kids growing up. She'd put them on little cards. Right. Said here, like here's the the family recipes kind of not, not because they needed to maintain through generations, but because like you need to eat and here's how to make some stuff besides pizza. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, which probably she'll listen to this and be like, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. Brian. (laughs) Listen to the story before this. You're welcome. Yes. Uh, you never had to use pie ointment. Uh, so don't, don't don't eat frozen pizzas frozen. (laughs) 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 so anyway all this to say at some point i believe through her but or someone there was a um you know we got more and more experimental in our recipes and there was a recipe for beef stroganoff yes just sounds fancy and when when just had it delicious when you're in your early 20s and you've been eating you know and everyone assumes you eat poorly there's a certain point where you're like no i had Biff Stroganoff. Biff Stroganoff. It just rolls off the tongue and not being like cheddar cheese. So one night we decide to venture into making beef Stroganoff together. There's noodles. There's meat. There's yep. there's all these things happening. Stroganoff. Very. That's German, right? Stroganoff is a German. Yes. Thing. Okay. So correct me if I'm wrong. We have the story guys at gmail.com. You can send one of those angry emails. It's like no, it's actually Scandinavian, but I'm pretty sure it's German. So uh, we make the beef Stroganoff. And there was this was an interesting point in our marriage. So I haven't been married that long. We didn't have kids yet. 
we were trying to maintain a household together and job separately. And we both, and I don't think it was the Stroganoff, but within 12 hours, I vividly remember this day. Oh, no. We both got the worst stomach flu I've ever had in my oh, entire no. life. Now, I only, like, the, re, the, the entry point into having that flu was us, us both re-experiencing <laughs> beef stroganoff. And so, to this day, you just said you had beef stroganoff three days ago. I have not had beef stroganoff in almost 20 years <laughs> because wow. we, it is now shorthand in our marriage for things we never want to do again. Like, we will say, like, in the last week, one of us has said to each other, like, beef stroganoff. Like, you just, that nope. is the shorthand for nope. that. That was a rough, because it was this time, too, where it was the first time where we were like, we realized we were dependent on each other in the yeah. sense that we both were so sick we couldn't help each other. Yeah. And one of us was upstairs and one of us was downstairs. I remember yeah. laying on the floor upstairs in our townhouse and just laying there and being like, I don't know if I'll ever stand up again. <laughs> oh, what the worst. Uh, she's downstairs I'm like, you okay? Hey, are you all right? <clears throat> and and now we, yeah, we don't eat beef. We, yeah. we eat everything. But if but I walked to your house and you said, hey, Celia just made a beef stroganoff. I'd literally have to tell you that we couldn't eat it. Oh my gosh! And, and it happened. It happened. I think earlier this week. My days are really messed up. It might have been last week, but I remember it came out. And it was one of those days where the kids love, love my wife's food. And so, it, but every now and then something comes out, and it's you know, and she puts a lot of work in it. Everything is like homemade, and I mean, it I've had take, your wife's cooking, and it's it's unbelievable. It takes a while. Unbelievable. Like, it, hey. It takes a while to do those dishes, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> so I know it does a lot of work. I'm just kidding. It takes a lot of work. And the beef stroganoff came out, and like noodles were separate. Here's the beef. Here, all this, you know. And and I watched the kids' faces, and I was like, oh man, they're not gonna, you know, like you have to get them to try it, and they're not gonna like it. Don't and let they, them hear this show. And they both were totally not cool. And then they had seconds of beef stroganoff. I'm telling you, there might be... Remember Taco, my Taco Bell story last week about the, the maggots <laughs> in the trash can? You finally come back I, around to Taco Bell so I can come back around to beef stroganoff. I went back to the border. <laughs> I've had those like $1 chicken Mexi melt things that come in a little aluminum foil, Those whatever those things are. That are I don't know how that qualifies as food. It does something. If I can go back to the border, you can totally. What go you're to telling Germany. me is return return to the stroke. I think that hashtag return to the stroke. I, I think <laughs> return to the <laughs> stroke. Uh, I think that maybe that's the thing that I as a challenge that that I I don't know if I can do this for like like drag your wife into this, but what if I did this where I dragged you into this, like to come over to my house and have beef stroganoff. Like, what if, what if I did that? I mean, do you have a large trash can that you can sit next to me? I mean, yeah, I, I like, I've got one with a lock. The muscle memory, I don't know, man. I got you one. Said I've got one with a lock. Yeah, because we have dogs. They eat everything. Uh, well, I've got, I might have something for them. Yeah, because you have no pets running around in here. There's like, dog, we come home, like the dogs uh, eat the leftovers and the Halloween candy or whatever. Like, the, <laughs> we have to lock the food up. There's butthole dogs. Very cute. Uh, wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, clearly you won, but... I wasn't planning on winning. <laughs> I I just... No Unfortunately, boundaries. my story does have... It has no ointment at the end. There was no ointment. <laughs> there was no ointment for that. There was, there was no small-town pharmacy solution. Pile ointment. 
Wow. Uh, we are the story guys at gmail.com. We are the story guys.com is our home base on the internet. And please do check out our other uh, show, especially if you like hearing us talk about rock and roll, which we have a tendency to accidentally do yeah. on this show, too. It's rock and roll bedtime stories. It's up on iTunes. You can subscribe now. We've got another, we've got one episode up. We've got a, uh, a new episode coming up it, really it soon. It should be up. It should be up probably in tandem with this episode. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, it's probably already up. And that is, so the first episode is me telling a story about Huey Lewis. And the second episode is uh, Murdoch telling me a story. And these are all true as well about uh, Stevie Nicks and Prince, which That's I didn't know anything about any of that. And it was very, very cool. Yeah. So make sure and do that and, and subscribe, leave a comment. You can get us on iTunes, on Spotify, anywhere you want to go and make sure and uh, do that. Set up the RSS feed and, and listen and tell your friends about it. Hey, thank you. And remember, there is one thing we always tell you to do at the end of any of our podcasts. Keep telling stories. Story Guys is a production of Brian Eichenberger and Mark Murdoch. Get more stories, hear more podcasts, and book the guys for your conference or house party at wearethestoryguys.com. Copyright 2019 Boy Have We Got Stories Productions. All rights reserved.